and turn to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy. Timothy. We're going to we're going to look through a number of scriptures throughout 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy here this, e- this evening. The title of my message is Truths for the Ministry. And uh, as I, I talked about this morning when I the first Sunday I came here after the transition, you know, it's pretty quiet. There's lots of work to do and um, I started immediately to seek some help. I needed help to get the ministry done uh, because I couldn't do it all. I'm not saying that uh, church couldn't help, but there's other areas that I just needed some extra help in. And um, as I was praying about who to ask, uh, the wolves came to mind. And I still remember speaking to Pastor Wall, because at that time they were attending Faithway Baptist Church. They were still in college. And I remember sitting down over lunch and asking him about Brother Caleb. So the reason I asked about Brother Caleb is because I've known Ruth says, I guess she's about a week old. So I know her. <laughs> Uh, I, I still remember meeting her for the very – she can't remember it, but, I mean, I remember uh, a little uh, – well, I don't know if it was a little house. It didn't seem very big anyway. Uh, in around Shelburne. Is it Shelburne uh, yeah, uh, area? And uh, so I've known her for a long time. I've known her family for a long time. Uh, so I knew her, Caleb. Didn't know that guy. Uh, so I asked some questions and told uh, Pastor Wall, you know, I really need some help in some areas. And I told him, he said, I think Brother Caleb would do a wonderful job. And he was right on the money. Uh, he's done a wonderful job for us. And I've been excited to see the Lord use them in our church. And uh, they've been heavily involved. I think they've got to make lots of connection with our church family. And that's a wonderful thing. They love the ministry. And uh, I certainly do appreciate all that they've done. And, but it hasn't always been sunshine and roses. You could ask them that. Uh, it's not because we're a hard church to get along with, but just life. Uh, just life happens. And uh, it's all part and parcel with serving Jesus Christ. So this message is really geared towards them, but it's geared towards you. Because everybody should be involved in the ministry. Uh, you, you shouldn't go home uh, tonight and say, well, uh, Pastor uh, Alcock, Pastor Mark, Pastor Matt, they got this all. We pay them to take care of all this stuff. The reality is we cannot take care of everything. And that's never the plan in God's Word. Uh, it's the plan is for everyone to be involved and, and put their hands to the till and, and see what the Lord will do. So this is for everybody. Uh, so the truths, again, there, you know, there's four we're going to look at and, you know, focus on the wolves, but it's for everybody. I can still remember packing up our little Ford Escort in uh, August. Uh, actually, it was the end of July of 2000 and moving to Newfoundland. I mean, that little Ford Escort, if I hit the tiniest of bumps... It was bottoming out as we drove back to Newfoundland. And I remember uh, I wanted to take my wife uh, through the States. She had not been through uh, New England and things. And I said, honey, we'll go through the States and we'll have a great time. And uh, she's like, okay, okay, you know the way. And uh, we started across the border. And the guy's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Are you moving to the United States? I mean, he really gave me eyeballs. Like, oh no, uh, we're just traveling through because the car was so full. There's pictures like stuck to the window of our car. We just didn't have. I mean, we there was no space left. We could hardly breathe in that car. I mean, it was just packed. And uh, we drove down that way. I still remember the excitement. Hey, I went to college for five years, and now we're getting to do it. It was exciting. 
Very exciting. And uh, I had the mindset of, put me in, coach. You know, I, I wanted to get involved. And I definitely sensed that uh, mindset uh, from the Wolves. They want to get involved. So First uh, Timothy chapter number 1 and verse number 19. <clears throat> Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, having made shipwreck. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for another time we have to be together. And Lord, we're thankful for your many blessings and your your protection and your watch care over the wolf's lives. And Lord, we're so thankful, uh, Lord, that you have demonstrated to them once again your will for them. And uh, Lord, I pray you be with them in a special way. And Lord, I hope this message would be an encouragement to them and to all of us. We all have a responsibility in the ministry. Lord, I pray you watch over us now in Jesus' name. Amen. So Paul is writing to Timothy, right? His son in the faith. And uh, he's he's encouraging to hold the faith. That I mean, that, that's pretty easy to see in verse number 19. Hold the faith. He's encouraging n- not to let go. Now, in order to hold anything, you need to have possession of it, correct? I mean, I've not gone to, uh, what's it, the... Um, Hockey Hall of Fame. I've not seen the Stanley Cup. I'm pretty sure my life will be fine if I never see it. All right, but I can never, I can never say I held the cup unless I hold it in my hand, right? I mean, I got to have possession of it to hold it. You know, whatever it is, you've got to have possession. So uh, let me encourage you, wolves, and let me encourage our church family: get a hold of the truth of the Word of God. Get a hold of it and hold it. Don't let it go. Uh, Hold it. I mean, so don't go home and say, well, pastor said just to hold it. And everywhere you walk this week, you have your Bible in your hand. Okay? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you getting in it and knowing it. Alright? Uh, get in it and know it. Enjoy it. Don't be like getting up and I have to read my Bible today. No, it should be something you enjoy to do. Get in this. This is for you. This is going to help you live your life. This is going to help you in your marriage. This is going to help you with your family. This is going to help you at work. Even though your boss is bad, it's still going to help you. It's going to help you. Get in it. Feast on it. Feast on it. I mean, enjoy it and take it. It's, it's, it's alive. It's not dead words. Uh, get in it and hold it. And don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Unfortunately, as you go through ministry, the wolves and us as a church family will know some who have let go of the faith. And unfortunately, we see from Scripture that in the future, people will let go of the faith. They'll release it. They now believe and promote teachings that are contrary to the Bible. Or some have forsaken the Word altogether, they've forsaken going to church altogether, no longer serving the Lord. And some, some will mock you for serving. Some will mock you for holding the convictions because you see them from Scripture. Or the principles you live by. Some will mock. It's going to happen. Just hold the faith. Just hold on. And it's not a, I don't, I don't want to use that word just hold on in a defeated type of mindset either. We're on the winning side. The Lord will not be defeated. You know, He is, He is the victor. We are, we're holding on to the faith. Even if others let it go, we're still going to hold. We're still going to hold on to the faith. 
get into it in greater ways than ever before. Uh, let, let the Word guide you. I mean, it, I, I've seen in my own life how the Word of God has delivered me from trouble. Delivered me from making some really bad mistakes and decisions. Devour the Word. Be comforted by it, but never let it go. Look over in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 12. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. So the first one is to hold the faith. The second is be an example. Be an example. Paul is encouraging this young pastor to be an example. Be an example, Timothy. Be an example. The word here uh, is the idea uh, he's encouraging and not to despise the example there of the believer uh, is means a die, a stamp, a scar, mole, uh, model or imitation. So in the same passage, Paul says, don't let your age be a hindrance for you to show maturity. You can be young and show maturity. You can be young and be an example. Be an example in the Word. Be an example in love, in the way of life. And there's other things he mentions. There's numerous. Uh, so, as the wolves go and minister in the East there, uh, they will find, because this is everywhere, uh, that we live in a world wrecked by sin. A world wrecked by sin. So many homes are in shambles because of impurity, lack of love. The way of life is horrendous. And I'm definitely referring to the lost in our cities. That's definitely occurring. And the communities around. But there's Christian homes hurting today too. Lots of Christian homes hurting. There are young Christians struggling. I'm not talking about now necessarily married young married families. I'm talking about young Christians. Though They might be 50, but they're young in the faith. The idea is that they're struggling with just about everything. Because you understand, rejecting the world and accepting Jesus Christ is polar opposite. There's not many things, there's nothing that the world does is going to fit with the Lord in a sense. I know we have to eat and sleep and all those things, but the philosophies don't mix with the Lord. They're totally contradictory. It's the Lord or the world. And model a Christian life that's worth imitating. And you're imitating the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I'm trying to do. I can never be Jesus, so I need to imitate Him. I need to be like Him. So as... The wolves are there in in New Brunswick and we're here. We need to be showing a model of something, a Christian life that's worth imitating. So they're going to live in a much smaller community than we live. Uh, For for the most part, unless the Lord does something different and they come back to Ontario and they're shaking their heads furiously. That's never going to happen, okay? Uh, uh, But, you know, people will be watching. So this this is something that happened to us, okay? So we live in a city or town, it's not a city, a town of about 40, well, at the time I think it was about 4,000, it's 4,500 now, uh, but about 4,000 people. And uh, I was coming home from church, a little building that we rented, and I stopped in Foodland. I think that's the name of the grocery store. I stopped in Foodland, I went in, and everybody knows everybody. I mean, you tip your hat even if you don't like the guy. You just say, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, and the newfie nod, the wink, the whole works of it, you know, that's what you do. 
And uh, this lady stopped and she said, oh, how you doing, Pastor Mark? And she never attended my church, but they called me pastor. It's just that that's what it's like there. And uh, I said, oh, I'm out getting some things. You know, how's your life going? Blah, blah, blah. I can't even remember the conversation. I really can't remember what she said. And that wasn't super important. And uh, I picked up a few things, put in the car, went to the till, drove on home. Uh, I get in the house. I'm walking down. So my house was different. I open the door. And I walked down to go into my house. So, and then I went back up again. Someone had a bad day that day when they designed. But anyway, uh, I was walking down the steps. So this is the, before the age that we had, you know, instant communication and social media and all that stuff. I mean, I guess it was around, but we didn't use it. And my wife yells out, so what was the price on those onions? And I'm like, I didn't phone her before I left to tell her I was going there. And how does she know I got onions? Moms really can see everything. I walked upstairs and she's got a big smile on her face. I'm like, how did you know that? And she said, that lady you talked to, she phoned me. I'm like, what? She said, yeah, she phoned me and she wanted to know why your husband was buying onions. You bought them the other day. She knew what my wife bought the other day. That's what you guys are going into. <laughs> You're in a fishbowl. You're in a fishbowl. But model Jesus. Show them Jesus. Now, and I know that that would never happen here. That's just so far-fetched. I mean, if I wrote that in the book, you'd be like, oh, pastor, that's strange. That's, that's fiction. No, it's the truth. But that, that's the way they think. That's the way, I mean, life's different. Show, show that man in your church, Caleb, how to live for God as a man. I demonstrate to that family in Emmanuel Baptist Church that, hey, we are serving Jesus Christ as a family. And then I say the same thing to us as men in our church and families in our church. Let's demonstrate to those around us Jesus Christ. Show them the Word of God and that they can too serve the Lord. Look over in... Um, 2 Timothy, chapter number 1, verse number 7. 1 Timothy, chapter number 1, verse number 7. This third point is demonstrate love. Demonstrate love. But God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. This verse Paul points to, to his son in the faith. And says, God has not given you that spirit of fear, Timothy. And that word fear means timid, fearful, dread. And the idea that it makes you, your faith is affected, you're faithless. And there is much to dread in our world. There's lots of bad things. The effects of sin in our families and on our communities are dreadful. And we certainly do live in a faithless world. There's no doubt about those things. And as you minister in that Moncton area for now, and you're going to indeed face times that you can feel fearful of the situation. Maybe you have to confront someone about an error, sin. You might have to uh, work with someone who's, who's uh, maybe uh, a little prickly, who's not easy to deal with. 
You know, it might be hard. You you say white, they say black. <laughs> I mean, there's people like that that we have to deal with. And you might be on the way to church and you're like, oh, Lord, help me. I really don't want to deal with this individual. I don't want to deal with this problem or whatever it is. And when that happens, and I assure you it will happen, remember that God has given you the power, meaning He's given you the strength and the ability to serve Him. And He's given you power and love. And He's given you a sound mind. I mean, He's going to be there with you. He hasn't abandoned you. Don't, don't get so caught up with the fear. And I understand that it's not going to be comfortable. I get that. But don't fear it. I mean, look to the Lord to help you, encourage you to go forward. I mean, having that love for others. You'll minister to people who it won't be easy to love in the flesh, but the Lord will give you the love you need for them. And the same thing for us right here. We meet people who are not lovely, but they need to know about Jesus Christ. They need to know that Jesus Christ came and died for them. They need to know that there is salvation, that, you know, this way of living is not, this is not the end. You can turn to Jesus Christ and He'll accept you as His own. And your life will be forever changed. You can, you know, that's what the message they need to hear. Show them that love. A sound mind means self-control and discipline. We need leaders like that who are under the control of the Lord. Not anything else or anybody else, but under the control of the Lord. Now, you might say, well, I have power and love, but if you're all over the place, your mind's not sound, you're not being as effective as you could be. You need to have that sound mind. Disciplined. Then look over into Second uh, Timothy chapter number 4. And then verse uh, number 7. <clears throat> I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now, Paul's at the end of his course here on earth, and he did certainly fight well for the cause of Jesus Christ. He traveled much of the known world declaring the gospel. And if he didn't go himself, he often led people to the Lord in his community, and they went to those places. He held that faith all his life. And he held it without a doubt to the very end. Now, you might say, you know, Pastor... That's a really weird point. They're still young. The wolves are really young, Pastor. You need to get some new glasses. (laughs) The reality is, finishing well starts today. Finishing well starts today. And it means every day we determine to do what's right. Every day we determine to follow the Lord. Finishing well is accomplished by us staying at it even when it's really hard. Uh, I think of uh, Paul, and he records for us in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 27. He records all the beatings, all the stripes, the times in prison, uh, and without food, and the times he was shipwrecked. I don't know. I think as I was reading that this week, I'd be like, after the first time, I'd be like, okay, if I can't get there by land, I'm not going. That's just me. Uh, and I'm, I lived on an island. I mean, I just don't like the idea of hurricane strength winds in a boat. It's not fun. All right. But he did it and he was shipwrecked three times. 
A night in the deep. He was at the water for a night. I, I, don't sign me up. Don't put me in, coach. <laughs> I don't want to go in. You know, the, the reality is he just stayed at it. And other perils that happened to the whole lifetime of his ministry, but he stayed the course. Now, I certainly hope uh, that Wolf Shear never shipwrecked in the physical sense, you know, on a boat or anything. But there will be seasons of distress. There certainly will be. Uh, but just determine to stay in the firing line. Say, yeah, we're just going to stay the course. It might be tough. And you might need to take a breather. And you might need to take a rest. That's fine. We all do. Uh, but the reality is you stay in the firing line. You're not, you're not going to let the standard fall. You're going to stay the course. Well, Caleb and Ruth, we're excited that you're, you're following the Lord. Now, we're going to be sad that you're leaving. Okay, Let's just be really honest. Okay, We're sad you're leaving. I know I'll certainly miss you. Uh, you're the very first hire as me as pastor of Legacy Baptist Church. All right, that, and you're leaving already. All right. I must be a bad boss. Couldn't even handle two years with me. I'll miss little Jerome coming to my office looking for a high five and candy. I'll miss that. Just hold the faith. Be an example. Demonstrate love and finish well. And church family, the same principles apply to us. You need to hold the faith. You know, you understand that uh, we need to continue to be connected to the wolves. You know, they're, they're part of our church family now going forward and serving Jesus Christ in a, in a different place. They're always going to be part of Legacy Baptist Church in our hearts and lives. Oh, they might change memberships, but they will always be part of us. We're all part of the family of God. You know, we, we need to be holding the faith. Maybe from thousands of miles away, they're looking to someone in this church to be an example to help them as they serve. It's pretty neat that, you know, Ruth's grandfather was a major contributor to me being in the ministry. And he was never in the ministry like I am today, but he encouraged, he was holding the faith, he was an example, he demonstrated love, and he finished well. Hey, we get to do that same thing for them. And for others. It's just not for them, but for everybody. You know, we need to do that. Let's continue to hold that faith strong. So in order to hold it, you got to have it. Now this week, if you haven't got it, get in it. All right, get in the Word. You won't be disappointed. You, it, it, it will help you live your life for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. Be an example. Be an example of a good, godly Christian at your workplace. Or in your home. Wherever it is. Demonstrate love. It, it won't take, if, if you're praying about showing love to someone because they're unlovely, the Lord will answer that prayer real quick. You'll find someone that's not super easy to love and He's going to bring that person along and you need to show them love. You need to demonstrate that sound mind and you need to show them that you don't fear. You, you, your powers from on high. And finish well. Each and every day. Each and every day. Each and every day. Don't say, oh, I got it right on Monday, but I didn't get back till Friday. Well, I'm glad you got back on Friday, but next week, let's go for all the days. Get in it, and you'll see what the Lord will do.